Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah, yes, yes, yes. It is a Friday morning. Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. As we're coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocky Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Connor in for Mike this morning. Pete with uh, Cross the Way as well. He's uh, at the controls. Bogish with your updates. Good morning, Taz. What's going on, man? Ah, there are nothing much, Bruce. Same old thing. Just another happy Friday. Uh... Look, we've got a special guest later on, uh, Karen Your guy. Yeah, my guy, Benny Snell. Yeah, there's no right. – I was thinking about this. There's yeah. there's nobody in <laughs> sports talk radio yeah. on the national landscape uh, that has been a bigger proponent of Benny Snell than you. And today he joins us. Uh, it's amazing. I feel like I should just walk out of the room. You take care of the <laughs> we interview. just shout it up, me and you Benny. You take care of the interview. I'll go get you. myself a cup of coffee, <laughs> and we'll call it a morning. No, and you know, I think most people would think that, oh, wait, maybe Taz booked this guest. <laughs> no, Taz did not. Mikey B did. And uh, unbeknownst to you and me, uh, you know, because that's how normally guests are booked. You know, that's the producer's job, right? Yeah. So when we saw Benny Snell, we're like, wow, Benny Snell, what the heck? <laughs> but, yeah, he's playing good right now yeah, for the he's Steelers. Great. You know, he's doing yeah, a good job. And you so. loved him going into the draft. I did. I, I mean, loved I him out of college. Lot of credit. Yeah. You loved him. Uh, we talked a lot about it right around uh, April's NFL draft. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because of, uh, <laughs> you know, injuries pre- present opportunity. And sure. he has taken advantage of that opportunity in Pittsburgh. Yeah, when he came well. out. He ran the ball sure well. is. And I remember seeing him, you know, playing with Kentucky. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really good. And, you know, he's getting a little love. But he wasn't getting enough love, in my opinion. But, you know, now he's he's... You know, he's doing he's doing the heavy lifting right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers running the rock, so he's doing a good job. And he's going to join us in the, the end of the second hour. So right around 7.40 this morning, uh, Benny Snell will join Taz and myself, and it'll be a good conversation for a Pittsburgh team that, I'll be honest with you, I mean, we've talked about it. I think you mentioned it to Del Rio yesterday when we had Jack on uh, in terms of the job that Mike Tomlin yeah. has done this yes, year. Yes, the I fact did, yeah. that they are 7-5, and five, Taz. Uh, going into week 14, we'll get into the Thursday night game here. Uh, in a, in a bit, yeah, uh, yeah. but um, the fact that that Steeler team is seven and five with everything—I mean, losing Roethlisberger to the elbow injury yeah. week two—you uh, know the other rash of injuries that they've had. You know, I kind of scoffed at the idea of not Mika Fitzpatrick the player, but trading a first-round pick because at the time that they acquired him from the Miami Dolphins, it looked like the Steelers were going to have a top-five draft choice. And I said, "Well, you're going to give up a top-five pick for mm. you know a safety at that stage." And here we know. Here we look right. at that Steeler team. They're they're a seven and five team. They might not all be pretty wins, but they're wins nonetheless. And 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 you're correct. And now they have another winnable game coming up this Sunday against the Cards. So you know the Cards are sitting at three eight and one. The Cardinals and and you know so they, I know they're on the road to Steelers, but still, I mean they're, they're a more talented team than yeah. that Cardinals. So they can win that game and they, they can. can be eight and five. You know, yeah, it's he's done a remarkable job. Tomlin's done yeah, a great no job. Doubt, no he doubt. really has. Um, yeah. Speaking of bad coaching, yes. uh, how about Garrett and how about the oh, Cowboys man. last night? Uh, who I I couldn't he, I I feel bad. Uh, number one, let me just I I do feel bad, and I forget the caller's name yesterday. I called up and asked for the fantasy advice. Well, um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you can't stream Drew Brees, and all of a sudden Mitchell Trubisky last night or Mitch Trubisky, whatever you want to. 
uh, wherever whatever he's doing now with his first name. Um, <laughs> he's throwing touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. I think he accounted. The caller asked, "Will he go over two? He accounted for four in the, in the course of the game last night. I felt bad. I, I mean, we both agreed that he wouldn't go over two. That's we, what it was. So two did. touchdowns. Correct. Yeah, we yeah. both. I, I said we said a couple touchdowns. Right, I right. didn't think he'd get to three or get to four. And there he was thrown for 244 yards, thrown for three touchdowns and running for another. And I feel bad. Hopefully that caller and the Taz of the Moose fan is able to advance in his fantasy playoffs or make it to the playoffs okay. because I was watching the game last night. I felt terrible. Well, here's the thing, okay? That caller's name is Darius, Yeah. okay? And the reason why I know is because he tweeted me, a ver- you know, like eight hours ago. And I guess I'm your messenger, Moose. I don't know why he didn't tag you. But he tweeted me, he said, tell Moose I'm calling back in the morning uh, if he gets another touchdown. This is during the game, you know. And then then he, te- then he uh, tweets me again. He goes, I got to call back in the morning. Tell Moose that I made a good decision on starting Trubisky. Oh, he did start There him. you go. Oh, there and you taking go. the over. There you taking go. the over on those touchdowns. Ha ha. There you go. Hashtag go Bears. Oh, there you uh, go. Which so is, he, this is what we do here. We just have fun with everyone. Everyone's happy. It's all about love here. Well, I mean, I'm ha- now I'm happy. You just made my morning. Oh, I know. I know. You, you, yes. you really did. You just made my morning because I felt terrible watching that game last night. Uh, not only. Why? Well, I mean, you really did. I think you were joking around that you felt terrible. No, like, I felt bad. This guy, Darius. I, because you work all season long. Someone's calling you up for advice and you give them advice and it's terrible advice. I felt yeah. bad. I felt bad. I forgot Darius's name. Darius. But, yeah, Darius's name. I, that's what I said. Darius. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. That's what I said. But, right. I, I mean, I, I felt, I, you know, I. I did feel bad watching that game and watching Trubisky doing what he did. So uh, good for him, uh, the big Bear fan that Darius is, uh, that he did start Trubisky and uh, who accounted for four scores last night as the Bears knocked off the Cowboys 31-24. And, uh, you know, uh, the Cowboys trailing at that game at one point in time, you know, 17-7, 24-7, 24-14, 31-14. They end up losing that game and – you know, Maher, once again, okay. we talked about the place kicker a couple of days ago. Uh, remember, you know, they yeah. bring in guys and uh, the differentiation between what Garrett was saying and what, and what Jerry Jones was saying. Maher has had a terrible year this year. I mean, he might be one of the worst kickers in the National Football League. Missed a big kick, you know, down seven, uh, I think down at 10-7 at the time. That would have tied the game <laughs> up at 10. And think about this. I mean, he makes that kick all of a sudden. That's a 31-24 game. Cowboys has have ball in hand under a minute to go, and they're driving down into Bears territory instead of settling for the field goal late to make it a 31-24 game with about 12 seconds to go in regulation to attempt the onside kick. I mean, that is a different game. But put that aside, the Bears were the better football team, and Trubisky was great last night. And certainly the Cowboys now fall under 500 at 6-7. Yeah, and, you know, this is just crazy, man. Because, like, as far as this game goes – if you look at the score, if you didn't watch any of the game, you're thinking, oh, well, you know, 31 24, the Bears beat the Cowboys. Must have been a good game. No. Uh, not that it was a bad game, but no, it was never really close. I mean, to, to the points you just made, the game was never close uh, because the Cowboys put the bulk of their points up in the fourth quarter late. So, no, they, it wasn't close. They, they were getting beat up on the Cowboys right away. The Cowboys put seven up right away in the first quarter, but then the Bears got their sea legs on them in that seventh, uh, seventh in the second quarter. Um, and put up 17 points, but and Trubisky, like you just saying, and we were just talking about, yeah, he, he looked great. His efficiency was excellent. Uh, he only had one inter- interception, which they, the D back, his name escapes me, for the Cowboys made some play. 
uh, right by the goal line on that catch. That catch was unbelievable. And initially, they, you know, it was a challenge, remember? They, they thought he was out of bounds, yeah. and then you saw he dragged the foot. What a catch he made. That yeah, was for, uh, I don't remember his name. I can't remember his well, name. Well, he went to Michigan. Um, yeah. Lewis. Wasn't it Lewis? Uh, I think it was Lewis, yeah. Yes. Speaking of Michigan, I was thinking of Michigan watch this whole game because of the Bears' helmets. They had that, you know, the, the Stripe Jones, yep. the old school Second throwback. time they've worn them this year. I love that. Yeah, yeah no, we talked about it before. I, I thought the helmets home. looked. I, I thought the Bears unis looked uh, pretty sharp last night. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like them. Um, the helmets are cool. Yeah, the helmets were cool. I, I kind of I like the uh, the jersey as well. I thought they looked pretty sharp. And you know, Jordan Lewis, Jordan Lewis. There you go. Him. Yes, Jordan Lewis. And he and I, I he did go to Michigan. So um, yeah, for from a Cowboy perspective, uh, you know the Bears are now seven and six. Trubisky played very, very well. Accounted for those four touchdowns, aside from that one interception they threw on the uh, Bears' opening drive and being down seven nothing after the Cowboys went down the football field early. I thought Prescott was terrible last oh. night. Um, oh. You know, he, he, you're going to look at his stats and say, "Well, he threw for 324 yards and a touchdown." You watch it in the complexion of that game, and as Taz mentioned. You know, a lot of the points that were put up by Dallas were in that fourth quarter when it was a margin football game and the Bears were playing with a decided lead. Uh, I thought Trubisky, in the context of that game, he was missing receivers that were open. He had terrible throws, holding on to the football way too long. I thought I thought that Dak Prescott in, the, in that game last night for the Dallas Cowboys was downright terrible. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. He was 27-49. Um, listen... We had, when we had Jack Del Rio on yesterday, he was talking about that with the Cowboys. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I mean, I'm obviously paraphrasing what he said, but he was saying basically run the ball more. And look, it, you know, Elliott ran the ball about it 19, 20 times, whatever it was. He didn't have 100 yards, had a couple of touchdowns. But I, I think a steady diet of running to really set that tone throughout the game would have been a better way to go about it for the Cowboys. Um, yeah, they got to figure that out, man. They got to figure out what's going on. They, they got talent. The Cowboys and they just—they're not winning, and it's weird because, as you know, they're in, in the division they're in first place. But they're, they're, what are they like under five hundred right now? And they're in first place. I mean, because the division's stinky, but those—the the Eagles are on their tails, or on their heels, and the right. Tails the right Eagles now. are taking on the Giants on Monday night with the return of Eli Manning for for Big Blue with Daniel Jones suffering that high ankle sprain last week in their loss against the Green Bay Packers. Taz and and you're right. I mean, I, I thought they ran the ball. I you know. I, Efficiently enough. I mean, I didn't think they were going to use Ezekiel Elliott, you know, 25, 30 times last night. I just think they got to, he's got to get over 100 yards a game, and you got to run him close to, you know, you got to run him more. You got to, because he's he's durable. He's unbelievably talented. The old line's not as great as it used to be, but I just think you, then you really keep that defense breathing heavy, and that's a good defense. No, to that's, that's you know? fair, but let me ask you this. Don't you think it's the context of the game as well? It's hard to run the football when you're down 24 7. Great point. That's true, and you're right. But, you know, right. You want to say in the first half. You want to say in that first quarter. You know, you know. I, I thought they were featuring the run. Um, had a number of third down conversions on, on that opening drive when it was seven nothing on the drive in which Maher missed the field goal that would have made it a ten ten game at that stage. Uh, I didn't think it was just all pass, but I also think when you know, we're, if you open up and just look at the you know box score, if you didn't watch right, the game right. last night, you're gonna say, ah, oh, Elliott needs more than. You know, 19 carries last night for 81 yards and two touchdowns. But I think it's also difficult when you're down 24-7 going into the four. That's it's difficult to go and say we're gonna. You know, we're still gonna right. feature the run. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I, but the thing, and then you know this. The, the thing is, if you can get, you know, if you could start. I mean, you know, if you have a running back like Elliott and a good offensive line like they have, and and, and tight ends that can block. I mean, you know, 
and you, and you set the tone, and you you're gonna keep your time possession is gonna be more because you're running earlier, sure. right out of the box. That's all. It's simple football. It's easy. It's easy to say sitting in a studio here talking in the morning, but you know to, if you can do that and really establish that run from jump and keep on running the ball, there's a good chance you're not gonna go behind a couple touchdowns that quick. Uh, no, you're you, gonna have possession. No, it's you know? a fair point. It's a fair point. And you look. But at I the get what you're saying too. Yeah, right? and your offensive line and, and and an offensive line that you're heavily invested in, Taz. Um, the other thing is, from I thought the Bears played a game like a desperate football team, and I think the Cowboys' <laughs> effort last night, which was surprising, because the last time we saw them was on Thanksgiving. They're rolling a week out later um, and playing on, on on a Thursday night against the Chicago Bears. They got after you know an initial lead against the Buffalo Bills. The rest of the game, they were downright dominated by Buffalo on th- on Turkey Day, and last night after the initial lead. It was very kind of similar to what you saw against the Buffalo Bills, aside from the you know right. the garbage touchdowns late to kind of make it a look like a closer game than it really was. I thought their effort was pathetic. I, I thought defensively they had little to no. They Rod Marinelli made no adjustment as the game went along. How many times did you see the false start? I mean the oh, the man. offside penalties totally uh, undisciplined, uh, uh, totally, totally undisciplined yeah. over yeah. the course of the game. They didn't look like a team that was playing for their head coach and Jason Garrett, did no, they? I, no, and I thought they were going to. No, you're right. I agree because with you. Those That's mental, what we both said yesterday. We did, and those freaking mental arrows will, will torture a football team left and right, as you know. And and you, you can't do that on a road against a good team, a strong defense like Chicago with a rabid fan base in the cold like Chicago. You you can't make those mistakes and those mental arrows of, of you know, going off sides and whatnot and false thoughts or whatever. But, you know, it, it's... it's um. The stuff you're saying is true, like as far as and like what they did with the Bills too, starting off hot and then not sustaining. I got to be honest, like you know, I'm not on the sideline, you're not on the sideline, we're not in the huddle, okay? But on game day, forget practice. Like I, I, as a former athlete, I'm just telling you, most of the time that comes from player leadership in huddle on sideline. That's not coaching. I got to be honest. I mean, you, you can't. I'm not saying you, but people. I think it's tough to blame any coach in any sport. If they don't have guys stepping up as leaders, and I, I don't know if that's a factor or not. If they don't, if Dallas doesn't have guys on game day after the first quarter happens, or once they're down a touchdown or, or or ten points, is someone stepping up and talking to the guys? As far as a guy who's wearing a helmet in the game, a player, that's I don't know if that's happening. That's what I, I'm saying. Yeah, man. I don't weird. know. Because they're not. To your point, they're not sustaining throughout the game. Yeah. Do you think that falls? So I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Taz. You think that falls more on the leaders on the team or the staff when you're seeing undisciplined play? Leaders, I feel. You uh, do. Oh, no, no, I don't mean undisciplined. That's what I'm saying. That's on the player when you're okay. undisciplined. No, what I'm talking about is when you're when your team is not. You know, when you can't. If you're starting off hot, that means the game plan going into that, which is the coach's job, the coaches set the tone the right way. Okay. And now you set the table right. You're scoring right away. Your game plan is pretty good. Now, we understand, right? The other team's going to make adjustments throughout the game. Everybody's making adjustments. We know that. That's coaching. I get that. But I do think once – it's just like a boxer. You got a guy on the ropes, and you're about to knock him out, and you're hurting him. You know, your corner's talking you up to keep peppering the guy. I see what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Players got to pepper each other and talk each other up. Right. I don't know if that's happening. No, that's a good point. I mean, the one guy who would say Bennett, right? Yeah. You would say because he was the one that was screaming at the team after the Bills game, and he's a guy that they brought in from the Patriots, and he was let go by the Patriots who were, you know, parted ways with New England because he didn't like his role up there in Foxborough. But a guy who was, uh, you know, with the Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks, 
it was Michael Bennett that was one play on a third and short that he's jumping offside. Jumping offside, and, yeah. And yeah. allowing the Bears to convert. A, a drive in which resulted in the Bears' last touchdown of that first half that made it 17-7 at the half. I mean, if you're going to – I'll tell you this, Taz. If you're going to go scream at your teammates after the game on Thanksgiving against the Buffalo Bills right. and, and talk about lackluster play, you can't be that undisciplined if you're Michael Bennett. Does it reek of a team that's trying to do too much? I, that I, looks I like so. in saying, okay, yeah. we're, you know, maybe we have to go individually instead of guys, you know, you know, the whole mantra, do your job, right? As right, the right. Patriots say sure. here. Coaches that vernacular all the time. And those that's cliches. every team, as you know. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like you know that. what I mean. Yeah, you know, I know. That, that yeah. coaching cliche no, of – uh, of, of do what we're asking you to do. Well, maybe there are guys on that team that are trying to do too much. And there is something to be said to that because, Taz, as you know, you play Division II football, you try and do too much, and you don't, you don't, you don't play within the scheme offensively or defensively, but specifically defensively, you can leave your teammates out to dry, and you can make it very, very easy for the opposing offense. Absolutely. No, I, and that's, I think, what's happening with these guys. And, and look, they have leaders that can step up and and get on each other and get on the guys and get and how hold people accountable, hold themselves accountable. Hey, let's keep the pressure on them. We're, hey, the first quarter or whatever, we just scored first. Let's keep rolling. You got guys like Jason Witten on the offensive side, big time veteran, had a lot of success, been 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 with the team forever. Guys like Sean Lee, the excellent linebacker, who's what nine ten year veteran. Yeah. You got veteran players there that can you know that that shouldn't. I mean, I'm not saying these guys are not stepping up. I don't want to sit here and say they're not doing that. I, I, I don't know how much they're doing it because at the end of the day, players play as the cliche, cliche goes. You got to play. You can't make mistakes, but you do need leadership. And when you're on the field, when you're in the huddle, right after a play, that has nothing to do with coaches. That's that, I, that's what I'm saying. I just don't put that on the coaches. I know you're not. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I think it's a good point. I think it's important yeah, to bring it up. Yeah, well, then you look at the – right, you look at the leadership of that team. But speaking of the coach, as we've discussed a lot about Jason Garrett, right, with the comments by Jerry Jones and then Troy Aikman on a Dallas radio station, here's the Cowboys owner out in Chicago, uh, you know, outside the Cowboys locker room, talking about uh, whether or not there will be a coaching change here moving forward for Dallas. We'll line them up here next week. We're going to go practice, and we're going to try to win a football game. And everybody that's in here that's healthy, and everybody that's healthy that's coaching will be coaching. Everybody that's in here that will be playing, and we just got to play better. Well, there you have it. So, I mean, really, does he even have to say any of that? Because like what he said is, is really nothing. No, he didn't say it. So why? But he loves the mic. He loves the well, camera. But people love going to him. But he should just avoid it. That, that's fair. That's but, all I'm saying. Yeah, but let me ask you. Do you think that's his personality? No way, sir. I know. I know. No I, we're all overpaid. I, I mean, he, I he loves the – I mean, you want to talk about a guy – we talked about the other day. He's basically Al Davis. Uh, yeah, he, he wants yeah, all he the attention. He's Al Davis without wants, the big success. Right, uh, he as wants as the, the focus. Right, you're right. He does no wrong. Oh. It's on everybody else. You know, he's a billionaire. He's the owner of the Cowboys, and he enjoys being what he's at, and, and he enjoys, uh, you know, when people stick a microphone in his face giving a quote. He loves two handfuls full of jello. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, here's Jason Garrett talking about why his team struggled last night in Chicago. One of the issues we have on our team is guys are trying to do too much. Ah. And I think sometimes that, that creates problems, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, and we have to just get back into uh, – being more disciplined down in and down out. Uh, that's the way you handle adversity. 
Uh, uh, people people just love ripping on Garrett. As we're playing yeah. that cut, Bilotti throws in my headset. Maybe I heard him. Yeah, yeah. yeah as he does yeah. too little. I know. I heard him. I mean, can, can, can he give Garrett a little? Everyone bit of a break? just rips everyone him. just rips him. He's like a pinata. Jeez. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like the, the only safe haven for him is home. Maybe. Maybe. Why like, might be yelling at him? Right. When he walks to the gas station and he's pumping his own gas, they're critical of the way he's pumping his gas. Overpay. Guy goes home. I mean, yeah, right. Like, Why are you not winning more, Jason? Yeah, exactly. You need to win more. I know. I mean, there's no. Yeah. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. To get him on. Connor, try and get him on in the next segment. Yeah, right. Garrett, all right. Work on that, bro. <laughs> text him. <laughs> text him. Jason, uh, text the Cowboys reportedly have been in contact with a coach uh-huh. and have had a conversation, maybe two with a coach. Who is that coach? We'll explain. We'll tell you next. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. cbs The CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Taz, before we get to bogus here. Yes. Um, we were talking I about... I feel like you can ask if you borrow money or something. No. <laughs> that would have been the time right there. The way you started it, right? You're right about that. You're right. I was thinking more like, like, let me tell you something bad about Bogus while he's sitting here. Before we told the edge. Yeah. Right. You spot me twenty dollars. Lucky is. Right. Let me. uh, Let me. Right. Let me throw Bogus under the bus. Yeah. And so then you could rip on him. And uh, you know what Bogus said about you, Taz? Yeah. That's funny. You almost did it to me yesterday, Um, Moose. You thought about it. (laughs) Doing me dirty. No, no. I did. You're right about that. You guys. No, I speculate. I was like, hard. For anyone that doesn't know, you guys are like, whoa! <laughs> Don't name names. I'm like, I'm not going to name names. To the oh, point where I walked seemed in. seemed like you were going to name names. first syllable in, was already out of your mouth. I walked into the control room and Basegui goes, who are you talking about? <laughs> it's okay. I told everybody yesterday you yeah. should just come oh to me. Oh, my God. Well, I, I know. You're like the rooster. Well, it's because oh. everybody everybody need. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the connecting point. That's called the rat. No. <laughs> not in this true. instance. Right. In the rest of the business, it's called a stooge, believe it no, or not. That's fine. I'll it's take not it. not good to be a stooge. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about like the how, and, and Aikman hinted upon in his interview in, in Dallas, right, it, the, about how difficult that job is, that the Cowboys' dysfunction starts with the top and yeah. critical of Jerry Jones and, and the like, right? Um, and we talked about how difficult that job is if, if you're an NFL head coach. And we speculate in terms of what guys would, you know, Nick, you threw out the idea of, okay, maybe a Nick Saban, right, or yeah. something like that, and how Saban would not want that kind of an opportunity or, or, or so on and so forth. And I did throw out the name you're going to say, you know. Uh, I, yeah, and I, I don't I remember did. you throw, but the name that, that, you know, the Cowboys have interest in is Urban Meyer. I know. Well, I threw it out like I didn't throw it out like I think they would go after him. I threw it out like. When I was when you and I I started talking and you and I got into a conversation about um 
men that wouldn't, like that a little bit longer in a tooth as, as successful either college or NFL coaches, that wouldn't deal with Jerry Jones' nonsense. Okay. That's how I threw Urban that, Meyer out there. Okay. No, I give you credit. So, that, no, well, then when I heard, I, mean, I am surprised, though, because I, I don't picture him dealing with that. Well, you know? I mean, but it is the Cowboys. I know. But we heard, and, and also, being that we're talking about this, Jack Del Rio, when we brought up to Jack yesterday, he brought up a good point, though. He said, yeah, no, you got you to gotta be, you know, you got to deal with that. You got to be ready for that or whatever. But he brought up a different point that no one has brought up about uh, the one positive, if you're a coach under Jerry Jones, he spends money. He does. You know, we've talked about it, but to hear a guy like Del Rio, a coach, talk about that, you know, so that's the resource. He spends on players right. and gives you gives you the resources, the resources to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Now, you might need to jump through some hurdles, but reportedly the Cowboys have interest in Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer, yeah. And I guess Stephen Jones has had a conversation, reportedly, with Urban Meyer. Now, Man, that would be something else. If, yeah. if you're if you are Urban Meyer, because there's not a lot of guys that have done it. You know, Jimmy Johnson did it. Yeah. Right? Nick yeah. Saban failed. Right, the Dolphins. Right, Pete Carroll's done it. Greatly. Yeah. Right, greatly. There's not a lot of Except guys. Except the Jets, but that was well, after USC. Correct, after USC. Well, the Jets were before UFC, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. right. The USC came after right. after the Jet That's disaster. Meant, yeah. Right, um, and the Patriot disaster again before. Right, right. So, true. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. If Urban Meyer was to go to Dallas for argument's sake, and win, and say win a Super Bowl. <clears throat> Think about that. Winning championships in Florida, right? All the success he had at Ohio State. Utah, too. Don't forget Utah. Don't forget Utah as well. A lot well. of people forget what he did you, at Utah. You're right about that yeah. before his days at Florida. Yeah. And then if he were ever to go to Dallas and win a Super Bowl there with the Dallas Cowboys. Dude. And here's the other thing, Taz. There's no recruiting. You're not on your phone twenty four seven. Right, Less you're not. You're not calling seventeen and eighteen right. year old kids, pleading yeah. with them to join your program. You're not hopping on a flight to to go travel across the country. There, you take that right. grind out of it. You're right. Cause I'm just laughing. My son got a call last night, but that's <laughs> no. But you're, <laughs> but you're right about the coaches when they call. Yeah, when you, you, no, you you're know, right. You're and right. You I'm live laughing. Yeah. Your son lives it. He's still he, living it, and he's still living it. <laughs> Again, I mean, he regrouped now. Isn't yeah, he thirty by now? Right. How old no, is not, this kid? He's 20, <laughs> but I get your point. No, but... but well, my he's going to have a be, medical degree at some point. <laughs> like, like, it would make... Like, we were kind of... Everyone was pinpointing, and maybe Urban Meyer is working for Fox now, and maybe Urban Meyer then would go and coach USC or coach another college program. He, You talk about the grind and being burnt out. I'll tell you, there's a grind to be an NFL head coach during the course of the year, but there is a break. Yeah. Well, there the one is, break, if you're Urban Meyer and you go to the Cowboys... You don't have to worry about dealing with the media. The owner does that. Yeah. Well, well that's it. Well, that's. <laughs> and yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right you and, I mean? But you don't have to deal with the grind of being of a college Of recruiting coach. and stuff, right. The recruiting of donors, uh, you know, money people, uh, of the AD, of the NCAA nightmare, all that, you know. Right. You know, it's a great well, point. Well, think about this. Greg Schiano, who just got the Rutgers job. He's going to take the Natty Championship in two years. Right. That's it. <laughs> but he wants a new football facility. That's going to cost well over a hundred million dollars. Okay, wait, don't they? Don't Rutgers have something look kind of newer already? They don't do they? have the Hale Center. Yeah, it's a football facility, but he wants one that's he like wants kind better of, than that. Correct. Wow. Right. Jeez. How about win a game, coach? But Come here's on. the thing. He has part of now. his part of his deal is he has to raise half the money for, before that. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that building costs one hundred and ten million, he has to raise fifty-five million. So and what happens with that? Because I've been on the other end as a parent. That's just so people understand this. And you guys have young kids, so maybe you'll go through if your kids are athletes. You get emails now. You get peppered with emails 
from, in that case, the football office of the school that your kid goes to, okay, these beautiful, nice, happy, happy emails from the coaches, from the coach and his secretary or, or assistant basically asking you in a four-paragraph email for money. Yeah. They give you a link that you could just click. All right. Makes it easy. Oh, yeah. They make it real easy. Put your credit card in. Yeah, here's the suggested donation. Right. Here's the you want to make it a monthly donation? But, but, <laughs> but, but, but you can do that. Yeah, I'm sure. But here's the thing. All kidding aside now, yeah. here's the thing. It's the most passive-aggressive, stressful thing as a mom or dad you can imagine because the coach is asking for money and your kid is on that roster. Unless your kid is a junior or senior that's a star on the team, if your kid's a freshman, sophomore, either trying to get some playing time or just a freshman, and the freshman parents get those emails all the time, it's passive aggressive. Oh, no doubt. You then see pressure, what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, because you feel like if you don't give money, you're, it's going to be used against your kid. I know a school, a D1 college lacrosse program, that puts the donor on the website and how much they gave. That's ridiculous. I'm not going to name the school. It's a big D1. My son didn't go there, well, but I'm just saying. No, but that, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's horrible. That's yeah. horrible. Horrible. Uh, you know, the, the Jones family gave $20,000. I'm not kidding, dude. That's ridiculous. Unless you know, little Jones, he's playing nonstop. Right. All and he's not even that good. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, dude, I'm letting you know, like, it's like that passive-aggressive thing. Now, you know, I'm just saying but those emails the, But let me brutal. ask you this. I mean, having, you know, don't you look at it as well, though? It, it, you're right in terms of the pressure on the parent. But also, you're looking for help if your kid's on the, say, is a junior or a senior, for a building that they're never going to see. Well, that's true. You're right about that. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. building's going to take five, you know, for the Southmores aren't going to see it. Yeah, the South, right. Yeah. That building's no, going to take right. three, four years that's to build. Point. That's a good point. Once they start doing it, yeah. they're never going to see it. No, they're never right. going to, it's going to be some kid that's 13 or 14 years of age now that's going to benefit from your donation. You know, as soon as Shiano got that, uh, that credo from the he contacted the, the, the two brothers, the the two the twin brothers up with the oh, Patriots. The McCordys. The McCordys. I couldn't remember uh, their name. Right. Yeah, you know, hey guys, uh I'm sure. got a few bucks. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Right, Duran Harmon. Yeah, yeah anybody that's guys. ever played in the NFL right. that played for him, right? That was a good player. Right. And those two two dudes up and uh, hitting up the Bill Patriots. Belichick. Oh yeah, Be- yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your son played lacrosse here. Hey, yeah, exactly. you love football. We love lacrosse. You know, <laughs> that guy, he is working he's working the whole area now. I think oh. Ray Lucas' wife needs to make more empanadas That's start it. selling oh, those bad boys. She oh makes God. empanadas. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I told you that. Brings them to the press box. You know, I got so much going on. Dude. I know you, you got a lot going on. on. Ray I... Lucas, who doesn't like me, what, what his wife makes for the no, crew. No, I thought you remember it because you took he a shot. He does not like, like me. Well, no, he likes you. No, he but doesn't. No, no. He does like no, you. He... I referenced the empanadas. You're like, I don't know how many empanadas you should be eating. Like but test. but that also led to remember the empanadas that got brought here, and then to your cart of empanadas. That's this yeah. all in a straight line. Oh, my new venture is yeah. three for twenty one dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right. price right. to move. <laughs> right, that's a good. Do I have a I deal for you? Right, yeah. to raise them. Right, that's my like, new business venture. Twenty one dollar empanada. <laughs> well, they're technically seven dollars per right. empanada. Three dollars, three for twenty one. Yeah, walk You're putting sushi in there, tuna grade. But no, um, the uh, uh, what but do you call? You it? don't have if you go to the NFL. If you're Urban Meyer, there's no pressure to recruit. You don't yeah. have to raise money. <clears throat> you don't have to. You don't have to. Glad, you know. Uh, you don't have to go sh- uh, kiss babies and shake hands right. and go meet with donors and have breakfast and lunch and do this. You don't have to do all that. Yeah, I, just I coach football. Just on this, on the out. Just thinking about it. You guys think about it. it's. I mean, 
not even delving into it, it sounds like it could be a good fit. I could pitch a him. I could picture Urban him Meyer side. coaching the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I really could. Lincoln Riley, too, I could. But Urban Meyer, I think, he's older. You know, he's older. I don't know why I could pitch a Lincoln Meyer. I think we said yes, because the Oklahoma thing and it's right in the depth. But I got to tell you, Urban Meyer, Dallas Cowboys, on the surface, sounds like a good fit. You don't think Nick Saban bailing on the Dolphins right away? I like. I get all the pauses of being a football an NFL coach, but does Urban Meyer then does his shtick work with men, <clears throat> where it worked with teenagers and twenty one year olds? Well, that's a great question. Thirty year old NFL well, and, player, and, no, and, put and up that, with his stuff. Well, that's the great question of the great college coach. Can they communicate with? But with I have paid the millionaires? answer. That's the beauty of this show: the great questions, and then I have the great answers. Mm. Yes, what's the answer? This is how this works. See, Urban Meyer. Yeah, I understand what you're saying about Saban, but when Saban, I don't know the age, but he was a little bit younger. When he coached the Dolphins, you know, like Saban, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Urban Meyer's got to be, what, 50? I think he's 53. 53. Somewhere in the mid-50s. So the bulk of these NFL current stars, you know, he was coaching them or coaching against them when they were stars playing Division I football. So they know him. That's my point. uh, Some of them, either they know him because – that's a good point. That's all I'm saying. I think with Saban, it was a little different when he came, came from LSU when LSU. he did that, right? Yeah, Correct. but I mean, that, he wasn't a baby then, though, either. We, I don't know how I mean, Connor, maybe you can right, check I, it out. I don't know how old he was. I feel like that was the 2003 Dolphins. Was it that long it ago? Baby, yeah, I think it probably was. But, no, but Andrew, like what I'm saying is. before, remember Drew Brees and Culpepper in free agency. Right. They went with Culpepper. You know, and Bobby Petrino hated the NFL, too. It's, it's, it's a completely different thing. He was. Oh, he was fifty-four. Yeah, Nick Saban. Okay, so to your point, okay, so then he my was fifty-four, and he was the Dolphins' coach. Are you sure? Yeah. Really? Which means he's what is he, well 90? over sixty right now. Really? Yeah. No, say yeah. Well, he, he dies, looks great. Yeah, he dies his hair. He's sixty-eight. Yeah, he's got some spunk. Yeah, I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, good no, for him. Saban's ah, up there. Well, you I, know, then okay, then my point means nothing. Well, I don't no, have the answer. I would, but no, no, I, would, <laughs> I thought I, would, I did. I well, I would put it this way: I, I do think. I, I do think Meyer is not going to be stepping over a guy that pass o- that passes out from heat exhaustion like Nick Saban did. <laughs> I, I think I think Nick Meyer... was having a bad day that day. That's well, why he did. But, that. Yeah. I mean, he you know. talked about leadership, and you know, you can never if you're a real leader, you never show that anything can throw you off or whatever. That Someone flops, you step that, over. Them. Yeah, right. That Next. whole nonsense. Right. Exactly. Move the drill. Right. <laughs> move. Move the body. <laughs> Omaha. <Yeah. laughs> We're doing nutcrackers. Right. Get him out of the way. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, we're doing the Oklahoma drill. Yeah, um, Oklahoma drill. Taz, I, I would say this. I, I do get a feel that Meyer's got a little bit more of a personal touch than Saban does. I think you're right. And I could be I could be wrong just based on, you know, based on you know, who you chat with, based on, you know, people I've talked to and all. I don't know Urban Meyer from a hole in the wall, but and just based on interviews, I, I just get an idea that he's got a little bit more of kind of a human, people skills and yeah, yeah, a little bit more than Saban. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I I don't know, man. I feel like if you're comparing like to Andrew, what Andrew's saying about when when uh, when Saban went to the Dolphins, and again, I, I, none of us realize he was in his early fifties when he went yeah. there. But um, I do think that Urban Meyer will do a better job now with the Cowboys than. Uh, Saban did with the Dolphins. I don't remember who the heck he had. Did he have the resources on that Dolphins team? Like, who was his top guy? Do you remember Moose? Like, with, uh, with the Dolphins then? I don't even know who was like. 2000. I'm well, saying, they, like, well, they made the cataclysmic mistake. The mistake they made was they decided not to sign Drew Brees. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. 
See, I don't think Jerry Jones is making that mistake. You know what I mean? No, like, no, he, right. He gives you the Remember, resources. Remember, Breeze had that shoulder injury, right? And and they decided, and Drew Breeze ended up with New Orleans, and yeah. Drew Breeze well, is well, the rest is history, favorite, as they right? say. Yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, that was that that was the mistake they had. No, I mean, I he never had the quarterback. That, that right. well, that's he never key. had he yeah. never had the, that guy down there in Miami. So, be interesting. I mean, and, and it's just kind of rumors, but it's interesting if Meyer. Makes that kind of a leap to the NFL. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, if I, I were an NFL team, I'd be interested. He can coach. Yeah, I would too. I mean, uh, I, I really, I, he definitely can coach. Joey Harrington was his coach. Remember Joey Harrington yeah. from Oregon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his coach with the Dolphins in two thousand. His quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry, his quarterback with in two thousand six for Saban, who went six and ten, and uh, he had Ronnie Brown at running back. I'm going to some memory. He had no, no. He had who do you have here? He had Marty Booker at receiver. Chris Chambers was a good receiver. Did he have Cadillac at, Williams there? Uh, Is Ronnie Brown? Uh, I don't. I, Brown. I remember Cadillac Williams. I don't know if he was there then. I'm not. I don't see him on this roster. I'm no, no, not up. no. I'm sorry, Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams with the with the dreads from uh went to the Saints. Went to uh, Texas. Te- he was a Texan. Yeah, Saints. because Ronnie Brown, and Ricky weren't they on the weren't they on the Dolphins at one point in time together? I think they were. No, you know he played. What's his name played for the Dolphins? Ricky Williams played for the Dolphins when what's his name was the head coach? Um, who came in with the Dolphins? Who's the big name coach who came with the with the Saints? Not the Saints, the Dolphins. Oh. Jeez, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Dave Wanstead? No, Jimmy Johnson. Oh. Didn't he play for Jimmy Johnson? Ricky he Williams? Might, uh, I think he did. We're all over the place here. No, yeah, no, we're no, no, back, no. We're going no, back 15 no, no. years, 10 years. I mean, no, no, Jimmy Johnson was with. No, Jimmy Johnson orchestrated the ouster of, of Dan Marino. So that was. Okay, that was before, obviously, Ricky Williams. Yeah, Ricky Williams was with the Dolphins at 05. Well, on this roster here I'm looking at, Nick Saban, 6-10, and 10, 2006, there was no Ricky Williams. No. no. Sammy Morris was the other. Oh, Sammy Morris. Sammy Morris. But they, Cleo could, Lemon played a game of quarterback in that, that wow, season. <clears throat> we had a good, he had a good receiver in Chris Chambers. Yeah, Wes Welker. Him. Wes Welker. Young before Wes he was Wes Welker. Welker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, actually had 67 Wait, catches but, that year. Well, so, and the defense was not really uh, loaded with stars on this thing, you know, with, with uh, Keith Trailer. He had Zach Thomas, who was a hell of a linebacker, yeah. a middle linebacker. I'm just saying, so, like, I'm just bringing this up because of the resources that Saban had back then, you know, but yeah. I think you're right, Moose. The, different well, people skills, too. Well, though. right. And, like, we mentioned the big thing, maybe that changes all if they decide to sign Drew Brees instead of like, changes everything. It changes everything. We're going to do it. Yeah. So yeah. no, you want to yeah, get, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, yeah. here we go. Bogus, take it away, buddy. Thanks, guys. Uh the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys will always have that first drive last night in Chicago. Cobb, Gallup, and Cooper split out to the left, second and goal from the two. Hand the ball off Elliott up the middle and into the end zone for a Cowboys touchdown. Our good friend Jerry Recco on Compass Media Network last night. That was Jerry Recco. That was Jerry Recco. Can I hear that again? I wasn't really paying attention. Cobb, Gallup, and Cooper split out to the left. Second and goal from the two. Hand the ball off Elliott. Up the middle and into the end zone for a Cowboys touchdown. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for Jerry. Good yeah, for Jerry. Really? He's I, no Mikey B, but good no, job. No, he's not Mikey I B. I had no idea he was going to be in B. Chicago for that game. He kept it a secret. It was a big... I um, love secrets. Yeah. Did he re- I had no idea. He's, it was a big thing. I know you don't like me mentioning their names, but uh, it was a big oh, thing this boy. week on Boomer and Geo. He oh. says he told him about it a couple weeks ago, then... Didn't bring it back up again. They said they were they were never aware of it, and then he dropped it in their laps this week that he was doing the game. Oh, that's good radio content. Oh, right yeah. there. Oh, that's just I could, me. Yeah, I that's, can run weeks with that's that. That's gold. On the, oh, that's right. gold. Yeah, when a guy's kind of withholding info. Yeah. Oh, he's double dipping like Jerry Recco. No, I'm kidding. That's great. That's great that he did that though. He did a great job. I mean, he should have probably told the, the show more. 
He should have promoted it more. We didn't know. We're friends with Jerry. We right. Yeah, know. we see him every morning. He even I mentioned love Jerry. It. See Jerry all the time. Yeah, I knew about you it. You sit diagonal from him. That's my guy. Yeah. Jerry Recco. The conversation goes like this. Jerry, Taz, what's up? It is loud, too. That's it. Uh, Especially how it goes. The Elliott TD run. That's not wrong. Uh, that's, 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 that's basically Every morning. That is basically Absolutely. it. Uh, that was from a game that's opening. That's not just with Reco. That's basically everybody. Good yeah. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Then everyone up? just hey, stares at their computer. And we're done. Yeah. yeah it's early. You know? yes. Were you saying, Andrew? Uh, it was a game opening. Seventeen plays, 70-yard drive for that touchdown. It took nearly nine minutes. The Cowboys didn't score again until the fourth quarter. Eventually losing 31-24 to the Bears, who are now 4-1 and since a four-game skid. They're 7-6 and overall. The Cowboys go to 6-7, and but still in first place by a half game over the Eagles in the NFC East. College football tonight is the Pac-12 championship game in Santa Clara, Utah, and Oregon. With the Utes trying to keep themselves in position for a playoff spot. And in the NBA last night, the Rockets won in Toronto 119 A mundane 23 points. I I mean, Pilati's playing them off. And this is. We got to go to break. No, you don't. But you don't have to go to break. Pilati's sweat. Oh, my God. Thanks, Andrew. Pilati just played them off. Congratulations on being an award winner. That was unbelievable. I've never heard nothing guy get played off by the board up. He never would have done that if Mikey B was here. No. Andrew, don't take that. Taz, Moose, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, we're back. It's Friday. This yes. is Taz and Moose. Yeah, we got uh, Benny Snow coming up a little bit, Moose. We're looking forward to that Pittsburgh Steelers running back. He'll be up here in a little while. Uh, we were talking a lot about what the heck's going on with Urban Meyer. Is there a chance he could be the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys uh, you know, down the road here. We'll see what happens with that. Let's go out to Jersey. Talk to our friend John. He is radio.com. John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John from Jersey. Hey, there, Hoss. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. How are you? Oh, yeah. Hey, John. Happy Friday. What's going on? I mean, this, hasn't this been Taz a great week, that. though? I mean, you got Shiano's <laughs> back at Rutgers. Look, John just right. goes. He just rolls. I What's know. that, buddy? Nothing again. throws yeah, him nothing off. Nothing throws him off. Say again. What's that, bro? About Rutgers? Now, hasn't this been a great week, though? We got Shiano is back at Rutgers. Right? Yeah. We got the Will Palms are out. Oh, yeah. I love that. We got Stephen I mean, A. Coven going to own a team, and I'm going to work for him alone with people, Lottie. Yeah. There you go. And now we got to top it off with a big Pats win on Sunday. If we could beat the Chiefs. That's not happening. Ah, oh, John. Let's, let's relax. Well, well, hold on a second, yeah, John. Yeah, hang on. Hey, you, you, you know, number one is, and maybe you do beat the Chiefs on Sunday, but uh, John shot me a text after the loss to the Texans, Taz. Oh, they stink. And yeah. said, my team stinks. Oh, they now all of a sudden they're, they're beating the Chiefs. They, they're beating everybody. Now all of a sudden they 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 stink now. They stink now right. all of a sudden. That's crazy. crazy. Yes. Well, they don't look, when I'm walking out of Houston on on Sunday night after traveling halfway around the country for three days and them getting waxed on Sunday night, my first thought was they stink. But as any fan, <laughs> time heals all, and it's Friday. We're ready to go. That's the patch. You're right. That's how now. fandom is, though. You're right about that. That's right. Yeah, I hope well, you guys get crushed by KC. Ugh. I really do. How many points are you going to score? I'm I'm looking uh, Pat's twenty three twenty. Oh, twenty three twenty. If the game goes in the high twenties or thirties, we're not going to win because I don't think we could score that many. 
Right. No, I don't think so either. And uh, what are they? Minus three at the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah I mean, not that I would partake in betting. No, I know you no, wouldn't. You never just friends with Mark Belusis. Yeah. Why would oh. you do that? Oh, no, you no, think I mean, everyone I mean, that never. rubs, I'm friends with, we all gamble? Yes. What do you think? I'm Friday nights, so I'm running craps games out of my basement. Good chance, right? <laughs> Jackson, go grab. Uh, no, go I think grab you're going to the local VFW and you're doing it over there. You rent it out for a day for forty dollars. No, it's the Sons of Italy. By the way, I'm playing bingo tomorrow. So that's... Oh, <laughs> you said bingo? Yes, bingo. Yes, uh, you're Fox getting played off too. Everyone's getting played off by Bellotti. We, we gotta go. We're Take out care, Joe. <laughs> Right, well, we're gonna get we're getting played off too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Pete loves John. Pete's grip, complete command of the show. He's at it. It's Taz and the Moose. The we'll people on the show. A little Odell Beckham Jr. will throw his latest comments into the mix. That's next. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.